The imagination is kind of like the bridge between the head and the heart. We have to leave part of ourselves or our skills behind in order to pursue something different or make a medium switch. Art, we're really trying to touch people's hearts, right? Do you ever admire the richness of detail and imagination in someone's artwork or illustration and wish you had that ability to create intricate patterns and complexity to your ideas? This describes the art and illustration of Rick Luth, who's on the show today. And we're going to talk about what it takes to have that kind of creative mind, interesting ideas, and even a little bit about mediums and how Rick found his medium as an illustrator. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi. We're so happy to have you here on the Bold Artist Podcast. Can we start out by hearing a little bit about you? Can you share with the audience about yourself and your work as an illustrator? People always ask when I'd become an artist. I really, I really don't know. I, I always just kind of say it was as soon as I could hold a pencil. And yeah. for me, I was just always drawing my own little characters and creating little, and just drawing scenes and stories. Uh, I was blessed by my mom who kept every little piece of scrap paper and I just filled them. And watching TV, just, I, I was just always drawing whenever I could. And it just grown from there. I eventually did go to school to uh, study art. And then, of course, the classic, now what do you do with an art degree? Uh, so I ended up becoming a teacher and really ended up loving it, loving teaching art more than I ever thought I would um, because it was the joy of watching someone else uh, discover that they can draw and paint and just when it would come out of them, like I, I really honestly get, get as much joy in seeing someone else's face light up of their own artwork as, as my own. Um, yes. But now I stepped out of the classroom, I still do work in training in the organization I'm a part of. Uh, but it's wonderful now that I get to be an illustrator kind of yeah. doing my thing again. Um, and I think it's yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an illustrator. I didn't realize I never felt like I was an artist. But I never knew I was an illustrator till a few years ago. And now I get it. I'm an illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask more questions specifically about that because we've had some really interesting talks on the Bold Artist Podcast about the difference between fine art and illustration. We've had those talks before and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts and how you discovered specifically that you were an illustrator. But pre-show, you started to tell me what really excites you right now. And I want to take us there right away here in the conversation because I had asked, you know, should we share about your world traveling adventures? And you, there's so much that is interesting about your life, Rick, but you came to say pre-show, no, this is what really excites me. It really excites me. And, <laughs> and what was that that you were telling me about? Can you share it with the audience? Um, I assume you're talking just, uh, well, my fascination really just with cultures and um, just the world. I, I guess I'm, I find myself easily fascinated, I'd say. Um, and so even as a, as a kid, I remember in National Geographic, just the, the, the paint and the color and the patterns of all these other cultures. And um, in the, in, when I was a teacher, I, would, I was always trying to uh, bring that out if, if I could. And so now I'm, 
Um, I've been blessed to be a part of a really awesome organization. Uh, it's called Create Seeds. And it's through that that I, I get to be an illustrator. And um, because what we do, what fascinates me about this organization is, um, yeah, it's, it's a Christian organization. And so we are, our focus is to bring the teachings of Jesus to other cultures, but in a way that honors them. Um, and honors who they are because obviously they're creator. They're, we're all creations and our creator, we, as artists, right? We want our art to be what we made it to be, you know, and it's everything about who we are and stuff like that. So it's the same. I see that we as humans are creations. And so we need to honor the cultures, um, the, the, the artwork, the everything about, about all these other uh, cultures in India, somewhere in, out in Asia, the Middle East, Africa, wherever it is. Um, and so the stories we make, and we've, we focus on children's books, which is wonderful because I love, I'm, I'm just always childlike. My, I think if you look at my artwork, it's very childlike. Um, and so we make everything, the word is contextualized, right? It's in their context. Um, so it's familiar to them. We don't want to be trying to bring the West. Um, diversity, we, we celebrate diversity. Um, at least we should. <laughs> That's what I was always yeah. teaching my kids, right? We have to celebrate diversity. And, uh, yeah. and, and I get to do that with my art. That's what I'm really trying to do. So you mentioned that your your artwork, your illustration has such a childlike quality to you. And I, I opened up by sharing with the audience how imaginative it is. If you got a really close look at Rick's illustration, you would just see like detail within detail and ideas that I wonder, where did you even come up with that idea? You have a little bit of the, the artwork hanging behind you, Rick. So those on YouTube are going to be able to see it. But it's, you know, not possible to zoom right in and see all <laughs> of those tiny details. But if you ever, if you get the chance to hop on Rick's website and have a look closer at his work, there's just so much imagination there. And so what is a secret or a tip that you can share with other artists about developing that kind of rich, layered, imaginative work that has meanings. Your your work appears to have symbolisms that are really important to you and you bring yourself into your work and, and you have a message there. And how how can an artist do that or begin to bring more imagination in imagination and message into their work wow okay so that's yeah the challenge here is, to, is i'm very detailed in my art and i get very detailed in my answer so, <laughs> what's the so simplest how, answer exactly. you can give us about how to have this kind of detail yeah this is where i need my wife she's a very minimalist in her art and it's uh, it's really funny the two we just laugh at each other because we're so opposite um but it's, it's to me, it's observing. Um, and uh, detail is not necessary, first of all, you know, and I, I think I would honor, well, I, yeah, I, I know that, you know, simplicity is even one of the, uh, one of the design principles. Um, but uh, I, it's, it's really, I would encourage people who, and who you are, you know, um, I, I'm a very, 
a detailed person. I, I, I love all the, and I think that's why I'm so attracted to so many um, art styles of, of other places that are just loaded with, with, with detail. Um, and so that's, that's where I go. But a lot of it, um, like I don't, if some people might notice, I'll, I'll just bring up one symbol that's, that's in my artwork, which is um, uh, the golden spiral, which uh, if anyone who's studied art knows about the golden ratio, um, going back to the Renaissance and everything. Um, but the fascination that that's so present in creation. And as I began to learn more and more and study more about it, I was just, I, I become very, I'm just fascinated. Like the, the complexity in nature and creation is just amazing. And really that's, that's where it is. And then I love new ways of doing things, right? I'm always trying to come up with new ways. And so even like you mentioned, my symbols, um, again, I'm a believer and a follower of Jesus. And of course we know the big symbol is the cross, right? I mean, you haven't got one here, but I rarely ever put one in, in my paintings or, or if they are, they're sometimes hidden. Um, and, uh, very obviously because I try to bring other symbols that actually touch, touch my heart because a cross just kind of, it can seem so intellectual. And, that, and I think that's the deal is, right, art, we're really trying to touch people's hearts, right? Like the, uh, the imagination, uh, I think Michael Card, he was one, or I'm sure a lot of people realize this, uh, the imagination is kind of like the bridge between the head and the heart. Um, and so I just let myself go into my imagination and um, sometimes things will come to me very quick. Um, I, I see something in nature, but I've had it at a talk, um, just listening to someone talk, um, and something they said just triggers something and immediately a whole, a whole story just begins to develop. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it often happens, let's say if I'm listening to someone preach a sermon and, uh, something clicks in my mind ends up, I often will sketch and yeah, I got to be honest, <laughs> my mind, by the time he's done speaking, my mind's completely somewhere else. <laughs> but, yeah. but something that has gone deeper uh, be because it, it, it brings me, me deeper. Um, so you mentioned the power of observing. And mm. so you're not only think, mentioning how you think and you imagine on things, like when you're listening to a speaker, I'm, I'm assuming music or anything that you're absorbing, you're thinking, but you talked about observing. And mm -hmm. it, it, I'm sure it does take such a power of noticing detail in order to bring detail into your work. And I love encouraging artists to open their eyes to the world around them. A lot of times we're stuck in our studios mm -hmm. thinking, I want new ideas and I want to get better. And you really just got to go for a walk and yeah. look at the teeny weeny, you know, like little a design of a leaf or a flower bud and you'll just have this whole awakening to to new ideas and textures and colors and and thoughts and patterns and so do you find that that is what inspires you is really just looking at the detail and then it, it opens up detail for you in your work yeah i'd, I'd say it's, it's when i'm looking at something with um uh Again, I, I, I just keep going back to this word of, of fascination and curiosity. Um, mm. Curiosity is in that childlike wonder 
I really think is is so important, and it is you know, and yeah, I th- I think it's being lo- getting lost, but I don't want to get into a whole conversation about that because um, it's still there. We all have access, just as much access to to that. Um, but are we allowing ourselves to you know, like for me, I just you know, when we look at something, do we take an interest in it? It looks different. Mm-hmm. It's new. It's unique. Mm-hmm. So do we take an interest in it? Um, and uh, you know, and then and then I think when we do, we begin to actually hear w- what it's saying, um, and it's speaking again to the to the mind and to the heart, and um, and, and what is in there. And I think that's that's why I find so much uh, symbolism, um, like for Pete's sake, and mathematics, <laughs> which yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't really care about math as a child, but the more I learn, you know, like so that, that's just uh, one that's of the things. Um, but horses too. You'll you'll see a lot of horses. Um, I use that if there's you know windmills. The wind. You know I, I end up using the wind a lot. Um, and so for me particularly, I love I, lo- I love hot air balloons. And I and I just I prefer hot air balloons over you know airplanes and things and old ships and um, you know the, those sort of things that just uh, speak of mystery. Um, you'll see in some of my work, I, I, I'll show like an underground, um, in, and I, I, I like to bury things in the ground cause I just, again, just imagining the mystery of, of what we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I think you know. that sums it up right there of what is in your work is mystery. And that is such a good challenge, I think, for artists to, that I would just put forth this challenge that you would begin to develop mystery and curiosity in your work and venture into places of just, you know, it doesn't have to be detail. As you mentioned, simplicity is, is Mm -hmm. also key, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be about detail, but just bringing your imagination to life in your work is just so important. I think it's important for finding our style too and discovering who we really are. Now you mentioned in the beginning, uh, this, this uh, journey of becoming an illustrator or embracing yourself as an illustrator. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like kind of the mindset of like, am I artist? Am I illustrator? And do you have anything that you can share with us about that and what, what that even means to you? If there's a, even a difference between an artist and an illustrator, I know it's medium and it's like what we're producing, but but what has that journey been like for you to actually say I'm an illustrator and and what that means? Um, I'd say to me and, and again because I'm kind of new, I realize an illustrator. I'm just going off my own experience. Maybe someone who's so been an not, illustrator. You're not new to art. You're not new no, to no. art by any yeah. means. But new yeah. in in and and I almost don't even want you to say you're new because you you have such like richness to your your history and your story and your journey it's just been evolving into illustration over time but so you might feel like you're new but by no means are you new to this to this yeah (laughs) I I think art (laughs) it's just I probably I, I haven't thought and pondered on it as much what is the difference but I think just without thinking too much what pops out to me and is definitely a part of it is is the uh, the element of story. Um, there's there's story there happening, uh, at least with my own illustrations. And I think that's that's where the struggle for me was um, when I went off into into college and I was not I wouldn't say I was really encouraged. I don't know what class I could have even taken 
um, I didn't go to like an art college where I uh, could learn uh, the technical. I, I went to a liberal arts art school, um, and everything was always just this sort of deep emotion, um, and I just didn't fit that. I, in so many ways, I, I didn't fit, and people wanted to have all these deep philosophical discussions <laughs> about art, and I was like, so I would kind of join in and try and and, and be a part of it, and eh, and it just uh, I, I I always knew I wasn't I wasn't quite fitting in, um, mm. and because it, for me, I, I realized yeah I just I love stories, and in in a way I'm kind of a storyteller with my art. I think there's you know you'll see there's elements of story happening there, mm-hmm. and um, and that, as opposed to just kind of an expression of a single emotion. Um, mm. Now I do th- I I am very thankful for the opportunity that I had to explore that because I very much can now appreciate um, what you might call finer. Um, I just kind of realize that's not where I flourish. Maybe that's the word. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't flourish when I try to be a fine artist. Um, um, and I, I, I don't, yeah, anyway. Um, but I appreciate yeah, no. it so much and it's, uh, oh, Wow. You flourish in in what you're doing. It's very clear that you're that you're flourishing. Now you started out in this illustration journey in watercolor with the brush yeah. and the paint in your hand, mm-hmm. but now it's taken a turn to tech. Can you tell us a little bit about the medium you're focused on right now and what's exciting you about it? Um, yeah. So I guess it's a couple of years ago now. I started working um, on an iPad with Procreate. And, um, I, I, boy, I just really had zero interest in digital art. Um, I loved the idea of traditional art. I I loved the, um, brush in my hand. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I I love watercolor. I I still always do. I I love watching it happen and, and, and stuff. I, I had the blessing of getting to observe a, um, uh, Native American artist, uh, he, he's a Navajo, and watching him paint was fascinating. He came to my classroom and he would be like, while he's putting down the water and stuff, he's, he's praying and he's just getting all involved and he's singing. And I was just like, whoa, this is, <laughs> he's just like so having, he has a relationship with it. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a part of it is kind of finding I think so. Probably just find the medium you have the best you 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 click with, right? We we click with people in relationships. Mm. Some we just click with, some we don't. And I think with mm. mediums, it's the same thing. Some we click with, and some we don't. And I, mm. um, f- and and I think uh, I don't. I, I love what watercolor does, um, but I also realize this is sort of a funny thing. And I and I, what I remember when I went to college. There was this idea that you, as a true artist, you never use an eraser um, in your drawing. And it was sort of wrong to use an eraser. <laughs> well, I've been using mm-hmm. an eraser for, by the time I went to college, for like 15 years. And I was always using my eraser. And um, and, and I think sometimes we, I understand why someone would say that, and there's a part of that. But sometimes we can hurt other artists when we start putting down these rules of, you shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. don't do, you know. Mm-hmm. There's there's hacks and tricks and, and better ways of doing things and best practice and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, um, anyway, eraser. Um, 
what I've found is working digitally is it's just works with who I am, with all my little details, with all the stuff. Um, to be honest, I can make all sorts of mistakes and I can redo and I can work with layers and, and, I, and I just, I, I can have so much fun in a different way. Um, yeah. uh, I work, it's also for the work I do, it simply is more efficient. And I think that's also why I didn't like the idea, but I have to be honest with it. And I'm not finding it hurting my art. Um, and because of the way it works, you're, you're, you have like this pen and you, you see the magic happen um on on uh on the screen um and it's fascinating absolutely fascinating and i um i just really am enjoying it now and um i a new idea just has come to me a couple of weeks ago for a new image and it's not actually tied to my work and i want to do this and and i think i'm actually going to try watercolor though because i, I don't want to lose that because um i've done some watercolor demos as part of the training i do uh, because a lot of our students who aren't digital artists, they like to work with watercolor. So I was doing a demo and I was, just, was like, oh, look at the water reacting. Look what's happening. I was getting all fascinated again. <laughs> We're taking a brief intermission in today's episode to thank Bold School for creating this podcast, to give artists voices and a place to learn bold color art and painting in Bold School. In Bold School, we have a vibrant online community, mentorship, support challenges and online classes to equip you not only in skill but in being a wholehearted artist make sure that you hop on our newsletter list on boldschool.com to find out more about being a bold artist with bold school well you know i have a similar story myself and those listening on the podcast know that last year i I illustrated a children's book digitally. Mm, yeah. I had intended to set out to do it in watercolor. And just like you mentioned, it there was just areas that were not efficient, especially for how busy I am and the fact I, I wanted to be able to take my art on the go and have yeah, it portable. Yeah. And the iPad provided that for me and I was actually able to accomplish the kids book, which I don't think I could have if I mm -hmm. was only doing it in watercolor. Yeah. And so I too have made that switch. So I very much identify with, with, you know, how you feel about it. And, and you, you mentioned to me that it, it, you, you said that you didn't have any interest in digital and now here you are doing digital and excelling in it. And do you feel like, do you feel like there's a still a wrestling or a pulling back to the traditional or are you like kind of going full force ahead in the digital and, and just like loving it and racing forward with it? Um, yeah, good question. I, I definitely am going forward because I, I really want to learn it even more. Um, I, I want to get better at the technique as all any artist, any true artist is going to want to continue proving and realizing we never do come to that point of full knowledge and full skill. And so we keep growing. So I definitely want to keep going forward in that, but I don't, it's interesting. I don't want to leave behind um, my ink and watercolor and I, I should come back. Interestingly, I, I feel okay about leaving behind acrylic because I've painted a lot with acrylic. I really kind of quit painting in oil for a long time ago. I haven't painted in oil and it's, it's been a long time and I really feel okay about that. I just, 
there was so much I had to overcome because in college there was this idea amongst all the students. I don't know if the teachers ever told us this, the professors, but there was this idea that the top was the oil or oil painters, you know, and they're like this hierarchy of medium. And I don't know, that's maybe their human tendency. We've, we've right? talked about that right here on the show. Um, my co-host Charlotte and I have had a, a long extensive talk about that hierarchy and yeah. the oil and the acrylic and how it all and and I had expressed on that show that when I came to terms with being an illustrator I felt like I it ranked at the bottom and I I needed to break that mindset yeah. mm -hmm. on myself because it is not less than it's actually very important to tell story and very important to get out like the illustrations that are inside of us. It's a, it's a really big part of who I am. And so I felt like I was squashing who I was because it didn't seem to be as good as, you know, or accepted in the art world as I, as I thought it should be. And that's just a mindset. And that's just, um, I guess, just like a worldly lie <laughs> that we buy into sometimes. Yep. Yep. And yet it's just creativity I don't think has these ranks. This is what I've come to for myself because yeah. I have also switched mediums multiple times in my life. And I have, uh, you know, tech and cameras and video and audio are all part of my mediums. And then as well, these, these other aspects like watercolor and children's book illustration. And so let's talk for a second about switching mediums. You had said you, I love how you phrased it, that you were okay with leaving behind acrylic and it's interesting because I hear artists phrase it like that like we have to leave part of ourselves or our skills behind in order to pursue something different or make a medium switch but really it's still all part of us and one artist who was on uh just a little while ago she was on she talked about switching mediums and she just said how every medium is transferable to the next and everything she learned over here she transferred over here and bold school is beginning to introduce new mediums we've actually been known as an acrylic painting school online mm -hmm. and now we're introducing pastels and oils and and even there's sketching classes and and there's all kinds of mediums happening so it's a hot topic but do you feel like you leave part of yourself behind when you switch a medium uh Boy, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, because because I I simply what I leave behind is all the parts of me that was trying to be someone I wasn't that I, or that I'm not. Mm, you know what I mean? Such a good and way to put it. Yeah, because every exactly right, like you just said, the everything I learned it's totally transferable. I mean, I mm -hmm. yeah, like when I, I still work, and I think that's the beauty of the technology they've created. It's amazing. You know, you can pick these, you can do watercolor brushes, you can do oil brushes. And so yeah. you, you, you do actually have to shift the way you're working. Um, you know, like w when I decide to create a watercolor uh, look, uh, digital painting with a watercolor look, I have to work very differently um, than when I'm trying to do something with that I want to have more of a, um, uh, uh, like an acrylic sort of feel to it, right? Um, yeah, so, so you have to work uh, with it, and that's like any sort of um, tools, um, you, yeah, because they're all part of creation, and we just, we, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, <laughs> now I start to get all you, philosophical. You, sp you spoke <laughs> earlier about how in university, 
there were so many rules and kind of like these little boxes that you had to fit inside and the hierarchy. And then, so you've had that experience. And then as well, you've been a school teacher where you've had classrooms full of art students that you're attempting to teach them to succeed at what they're making. And you probably had to teach the rules <laughs> of art. It's, Tell to me about yeah. the rules in art and, and how we can balance learning and knowing the rules and breaking them and how we can live outside them, like not feel like these, these, uh, you know, we, we spoke of like the hierarchies and the way the art world works. Like how can we not let these things just uh, try to mold us and compact us into these little packages called artists? <laughs> It's, um, yeah, I think, well, again, for me, the freedom that I have found in, and even the clarity in understanding the rules and where they're, where, where we need them or where we need to, or where they really exist, um, because they're, and I don't even call them rule, rules, they're just kind of, I'd say natural law. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like they are some out there, just like in nature. And I believe that beauty is a created thing. I, I believe that beauty is, is a part of creation. So it's, to me, it's literally no different than I have, a boy, I better follow the rule of gravity, right? Like I can't just step off a building, no matter how much I like that rule or not, I'd love to fly. So I don't like, sometimes I don't like the rule of gravity. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I still better this obey is why, it. This is why there's hot air balloons and hot yeah, air exactly. balloons. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and, yeah. Um, so so I have to follow. And, and I really do truly believe the rules. There are rules to beauty. Or there's beauty is a created thing. And it's a principle. It's a design. And I am when I understand it from the point of view that there is a designer, there's a creator and an artist behind beauty and I've actually taught this and I've done this around the world with all my with students from different cultures different ages and we do a whole thing of where I just have them draw shapes abstract shapes that they feel are beautiful and the abstract shapes that they literally feel are ugly and um, and then they talk about and they all look different everyone's looks different you know so this whole idea that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and I actually don't agree with that um, because what they do is, then I say, okay, now d tell me why. Why does it, why do you think it, why does it feel like this? And just really get down to it. And every single time, what they list in paraphrasing, what they end up listing is, uh, you know, things like unity. They end up listing the principles of design, the principles we learn in school. You know, unity, uh, diversity, uh, anyways, you don't need me to spout them off. You get, you know, you can look them up. No, <laughs> but they end up coming. They end up coming back to what's natural every single time. Yeah. So what is in the eye of the beholder is style, I believe. Right? Mm -hmm. We can, you can you can analyze all the different styles, and that's what we're drawn to, and that's what we're attracted to is the different styles because of our personality, because of our experience, because of the culture we, we grew up in, and everything like that. And so that's. How did I get on that? Now I don't remember what your question was. Well, we, we started with rules and oh, yeah, yeah, what, it, rules. what yes. they mean and how we can break them, how we can like not live under like conforming to yeah. rules as an artist. Because part of part of being an artist is that 
as you mentioned earlier, the curiosity and exploration and and one of our recent guests calls herself a professional mess maker. You know, yeah. we, we make these messes in order to just like learn who we are. I've I've always defined being an artist as someone who brings the inside out where we have these inner dreams and and thoughts and ponderings that we learn a medium to bring out what's in our spirit and to make it seen and heard and the message to be brought out. And so that's kind of my way of, of, of explaining what I do as an artist. There's no rules to that. And there isn't any way to, to say you got to follow ABC to, to make that happen. It's a process of just being and creating and trying. And then on the other side, there is, there is all of this really amazing foundational skill building theory and exercises and practice that's an important part of being an artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a balance mm -hmm. and... Um, and yet I, I do think that there's a lot of artists out there who are looking to break out and, and just like spread their creative wings. Well, exactly. Like there's so, you know, so many different ways to create beauty, right? Like just clearly, uh, or, or to, or to make something, you know, fascinating. But, um, again, but there's a thing called shape, for example, shape language, right? Like in you, you know, shape language as an illustrator, you, you study and how, how do you use shape language? And you look at Disney and Pixar and all of them, they're all following the same shape language, but how mm -hmm. looks completely different, right? How you follow it. And, and that's where the creativity and that's where you, boy, you, you can't check off boxes, right? It's, it's not mm -hmm. a check off the box sort of thing. It's like, and that's where it's the imagination. And that's where you, it has to be how you in the journey and some artists, make incredibly beautiful art like you said by being a mess maker right and then you have the other ones who need to have the rulers and the you know the straight lines and and, and let them you know those, and that's, that's beautiful that's in its way yeah. yeah and i think yeah you know I, I was blessed as a teacher to be able to see that as well right to see that in my own mm -hmm. diversity of students and you know um and so, so is there it, such a thing i gotta I got ask you this question because i i'm personally of the mind that every person is creative in their own way but as yeah. a teacher did you ever just have a student that you're like creativity is not your thing did that happen to you i i would have i would totally um def, i would totally say it uh you just so have not found your area of creativity creativity is just oh, simply not listed to art right like and that's a great or like all of some where it's like boy your creativity is not in the visual arts <laughs> that is not at all where it is not even close okay. like you're not getting it but which i i get because uh for instance with music like uh, music and dancing and things like that like i have zero rhythm and which is which honestly affects my art like and even so i have to even work differently let's say than my wife who's amazing rhythm and just, whew, um, it literally to the point that I, you know, I, do, I have to really work at, at creating a graceful stroke. Um, my handwriting, my penmanship is always kind of ain't, ain't jerky. Um, I, because it's just, it's who I am. And there's, you know, I also, um, but like I said, I can grow with that. But you have, yeah, it's just, it's who you are. We cannot tell you you have to find that everyone has to go, you have to go on that journey and you have to be willing to step in the journey there's just there's no quick 
fixes. You talk with others, you learn from others, you see and you grow, you observe everything we talked about. The interaction with each other helps you. Uh, you know, to me, it's art is life. So, but yeah, so for me with, with the students, um, I would sometimes just have to find, boy, something. And interestingly, for example, interestingly, there I could have kids who, my goodness, they, yeah, their creativity was so far from the visual arts. But then we would, when we'd be doing um, uh, linear perspective, which is very mechanical, very technical, oh my goodness, they would shine. And I could have some of my best, most creative, amazing artists paint the figure beautifully. Boy, oh boy, they just, they, they knew, could not understand anything about um, linear perspective. You know what I mean? Because it's who, just who they are. So, so you're right. I 100% believe we're all creative. Every single one. Every, everyone's, but you got to find where it is. And Yeah, that's such um, a good point to make. And I think sometimes we think... We think because we want to do something in a certain realm, certain area, certain medium, that that that's where, just because we desire it, that that's where our creativity would lie. But sometimes we start out in that and realize it actually might be over here. And that's happened to me before. And I think it, when we were speaking about mediums, I think I've really pushed myself in acrylic because I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, realized, hey, but when I'm over here and I'm, you know digitally creating and audio and and it's a whole different thing and yet I can excel in that realm I've had to accept these things about myself Mm -hmm. and say just because I want to do it doesn't mean it's where I'm going to shine it is and I think sorry I was going to say yeah so you kind of you're right it's it's when we just kind of first first we have to kind of accept these things about ourselves, and then the next stage which is really hard is to then celebrate those things about herself right and Boy, is that ever hard. But when we can yeah. get there, um, well, I don't know if I'm there. I'm certainly not there. But I think as we move closer and closer towards that, um, this mm-hmm. idea of celebration is, you know, that's yeah. that's where things really start, start to shine, um, you know, and then celebrating other people. You know, we, we just, we need to be, as humans, we need to celebrate more and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like one thing when it comes creativity, I, I simply personally, I define creativity as nothing more than making something new. You, you, you change something in a way that, but not making something new that destroys because we can do something new, which is also destructive, but that's the opposite. When we, and the way I would always try to define it is changing your part, your little corner of the world. Um, first of all, just the fact that we exist is a creative act because we've mm-hmm. changed the world in that way. But then what we do with our life, yeah. um, you know, is, and the, the more, the more you just try to be creative and try to do something new and, and try to simply just not copy. Um, mm-hmm. and yet there's an element to copying and mimicking because that's part of community, right? We, you know, it's not like, you know, if we're just mm-hmm. being weird and odd and different for the sake of just getting everyone to notice us, I don't, you know, we can, we all kind of run into that temptation too, I think as artists, um, you know, shock art or, you know, that's one way to do it, but just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to dress weird so, you know, so people notice me. Um, but again, that's, that's really self-focused and it's changing. Mm-hmm. Creativity changes the environment, changes the world it changes everyone changes the community for something better 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's in sports, that's in business, mm. that's in everything. You yeah. know, all of it. Yeah, no, that is just so insightful. Thank you so much for being willing to share with us on all things creative, imaginative, beauty, and just a little bit about like how we can see the rules of art even and them being natural inclinations. I think that that's really something I'm going to ponder on. I really appreciate you bringing that forward to us. I feel like you have made our podcast rich with detail. Not only do you have detail and and richness in your illustrations, but in this conversation. So thank you so much for being thanks. on the show today, Rick. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's been good, a pleasure. And for all those who are listening on audio and YouTube, you know where to find us at boldschool.com. Hop on our newsletter list for everything coming down the pipe at Bold School courses, community news. You can find us there and on Instagram at Bold School Inc. And until next time, keep creating.